Welcome to Season 3 of Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. This podcast is part of Grow Me a Story, our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative, and inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. My name is Paul Roberts. And I'm his wife, Carol. As your creativity cultivators, Paul and I are bringing more special guests to you during the year of 2023 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. Today, on this first Friday in the month of May, here in 2023, Carol and I have another Zoom interview for you. We had the distinct pleasure this week of visiting with my cousin, Tammy McMorrow. Tammy is an elementary school teacher down in Southern Idaho, where she has used her creative gifts as a singer, writer, storyteller, and visual artist to love and educate her students for over a generation. So here we go with the first episode of our interview with Tammy McMorrow. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Dreams and Bones. We are so excited to have my my favorite female McMorrow cousin uh, with us today. So we've got uh, my cousin Tammy McMorrow with us, and Tammy, it's great to have you join us. Well, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. We can blame uh, my sister Lori for this. When we were down visiting with her a few weeks ago, um, she she mentioned uh, that you would be a great podcast interview, and I, I agree with her. I think we're going to have a whole lot of fun. But there are probably some people who don't know you uh, very well, so pretend like maybe sort of that we don't know you that well, and uh, tell us about you. Tell us about your family a little bit. Tell us about your education. Uh, tell us about your faith, the things that shaped the creative educator that you are today. Hmm. Those are a lot of questions. Um, yeah, it is. Deal with them one at a time or none. So. All right. And you're free, free to remind me of any that I might I will. forget. I will. All right. So, yeah, Tammy McMorrow. I uh, live in Meridian, Idaho, and have lived here my whole life. I've been teaching first grade for 29 years. Is it 29? And, oh, yeah. and see, I don't keep track of these things very well. Tammy, how old are you? I'm 51. You are 51. Yeah. I'm 51. old. 51 going on 12. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, at least that's, I feel like I'm 12 most days. But yeah, 29 years, first grade. Uh, last year was the only year I didn't teach just first grade. I taught a one-two combo. Okay. Uh, but otherwise, I'm pretty loyal and faithful to the one thing that I really um, enjoy, which is the the first grade classroom. And let's see. When when did you when do you think you knew that you wanted to be a teacher? I think I knew when I was pretty pretty young that I loved my elementary teachers and hmm. I wanted to be like them. And it was either that or like swim with orca whales, one of the two. So <laughs> I 
went with the teacher option and yeah. knew that I wanted to go to NNC at the time, knew I yeah. wanted to teach first grade. I had a plan and I was pretty black and white about it actually mm. in, in those early years, mm-hmm. but it happened and it's worked pretty well for me. So I'm going to say it was a pretty good plan. And, you know, I think of, uh, I, I think of church as pushing some of us, MGT, Meridian Gospel Tabernacle, kind of pushed some of us, I feel like, in that direction of, of education. Do you, do you feel like that that was kind of true for you? I think so. And also, I had, as, as you know, so many family members who were mm-hmm. in education. And my mom, who was a secretary and, and an aide earlier than that. So I was always... Uh, when I was growing up at Meridian Primary, I was part of that school mm-hmm. because my mom was there. And so I think I, um, in addition to church, uh, yeah, I think it just seemed like a natural, a natural place to be. There were just a lot of other people in my life who were going that route. And so, yeah, I just kind of fell into it mm-hmm. and really have enjoyed it for the most yeah. part. And, and when did, when were you, so that, that early you knew first grade or was that, uh, that was really what you wanted? Yeah. First grade. Cool. And I didn't want any other grade, just first. Uh, wow. And have you always and been at the same elementary school? I have been at two. So two? the same town, but two elementary schools. So I'm a very loyal person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or maybe you don't like change. <laughs> One of the two. I like to put an, a, a positive spin on it and say I'm loyal. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. One of the questions that we've asked a lot is, are we born creative? And then what impacts a student's creativity more, nature or nurture? Yeah, I think we are born creative. I think God is a creative God and that he instills, his, instills in us that creative gene and in my my students i think they all bring creative aspects to the work we do in first grade mm-hmm. and some more than others but i i think there's both the nurturing and uh that environment that plays such a huge part mm-hmm. both it's both and not one mm-hmm. or the other right and uh, most of the kids, you're in CUNA. Yeah. That's a, is that still a small community? See, I think of that as a small community. It's not a small community anymore. Not according to the traffic <laughs> that I encounter on the way in and out. No, yeah. I mean, it's it's still uh, smaller than, you know, the Meridian Boise area for sure, but it's it's growing a lot. How has it changed over the years? Because I, I, I would assume that when you first started there, it was a very rural community and that your, your clientele has changed uh, over the years. Is that true? I would agree. There aren't as many kids who are growing up on the farms. They're, they're coming from the subdivisions, the apartments, for sure. They, they definitely have changed. So... Has their nurturing changed? Are, are they arriving different than they used to? And how? Yes, they definitely are arriving differently. 
I would say, especially in the last nine or 10 years, that they're coming with more social and emotional challenges. Mm -hmm. And more of them are not quite at that place where they can access, fully access their education. They need a lot more of the social and emotional aspects of life than they used to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm working a lot harder on those kinds of skills than yeah. I used to have to. Wow. And I think part of I think there are a lot of variables that play a factor, but one is, uh, I think our kids are, I think they're, they're growing up on screens and mm -hmm. they're growing up with very, um, scheduled lives and not as much, let's just go play and use mm -hmm. our imagination, mm -hmm. build mm -hmm. and explore, you know, they've got, they're all good things, but they've got the basketball practice and they've got the coaching or, or mm -hmm. the soccer and they've got this and that and the other thing. And. And so it's a different world they're growing up in. Mm -hmm. And I believe that really does affect their ability to access their education when they arrive at my door. Hmm. Interesting. I used to quote uh, my good friend C.S. Lewis, who was a college professor, and he would say that he wouldn't know if he was successful with his students until they were 10 years past mm -hmm. him. And I would then steal that and say, well, C.S. Lewis said that about his kids, so I'm going to say that about my high school kids. Is that true for you? When do you know that, that you have succeeded? Oh, uh, well, what you just said, that quote, totally resonates with me. I, I've had so many conversations, even with Cousin Lori, about it feels like I'm tilling the soil, and I'm tilling mm. the soil, and I'm mm. tilling the soil, and I'm planting the seed. And then when do I get to see the growth of my hard work. And for some kids, I really don't see that. Yeah. I just have to trust and believe in my seed as my uncle Bert would say. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not like I don't see growth along the way, but it might be really small. Mm -hmm. And I have to remind myself, uh, there's a quote by David Wolf who says, until further notice, celebrate everything. <laughs> and I really do have to do that because I don't always see the, the benefits yeah. fully of what I'm doing. Are you starting or currently working on a creative project, but don't know what to do next? Do you need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track. This is what Gromia's story is all about. Paul and Carol Willem Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small. Visit www.gromiastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help. Now, back to Dreams and Bones. So let's go back to your childhood again for a moment. And I'll say I was around a lot, but, I, but I'm not really sure what things were like. How much creativity was in your home? What were you being asked to do or given the opportunity to do that shaped that creative person that 
that you are? That's a good question. Were you, were, you know, there were always books for us. We spent time at the library. Were you spending time at the library? Yeah, I remember going to the library over on Meridian Street. Yeah. Right past um, Meridian Primary, kind of that area. I also remember going to my friend Kathy Johnston's house. Mm. She and I were very creative. The The kinds of things that she would come up with that we would do together. I remember creating kites out of plastic bags and <laughs> watching those old like Japanese karate shows on PBS. <laughs> And we'd turn off the sound and then we would try to like make up the words that they were saying <laughs> in their mouths. You know, I mean, just little silly things like that. But that was definitely an avenue of creativity for me, just being with her and playing, mm -hmm. imagining and, and all of that. And then I took piano lessons. When did you start that? That is a great question. I'm not entirely sure, but I was elementary school. I uh, took piano lessons from Judy Blessing for a while, mm -hmm. and then with Dee Seeknight. Mm -hmm. So that was a big part of um, my creative journey. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, singing. I started singing when I was teeny tiny. Yeah. We have, I have a tape of Cousin Kent. Like, he would sing a line, and I was like two or mm -hmm. three a line uh, without recording and then he'd start recording and I would sing it huh. stop recording sing the next line record again and I repeat him <laughs> you might have been in the room listening I don't know but um but from a very early age I was singing I was in um choir at church mm -hmm. and then all through school I was in choirs mm -hmm. it was a huge part of my creative journey for yeah. sure do you play any instruments besides piano no okay writing uh would you say you're a writer uh well she has a published book <laughs> i know i know but but it, it's the tricky part of that question that's right it? it is totally right i did publish a book but it's really hard for me to say the words yeah i'm a writer i'm an author <laughs> I feel like an imposter. Thank you for joining us for another year of conversations with people who live creative lives. Paul, was there anything that stood out for you in this first episode? Well, I just enjoyed so much being able to visit with Tammy. I don't get to visit, we don't get to visit with her very often. And it was just uh, so much fun to spend the time with her. I decided, I, I say it in the end of the interview, we need to do this more often. As we bring this episode to a close, we would like to thank you for listening to this program. Would you like to see what else we do at Grow Me A Story? Visit www.growmeastory.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter, read our Fertile Ground blog posts, and find more ways to learn about living a creative life. Join us next Friday for more of our conversation with Tammy, when we'll continue hearing about her journey, not only as a teacher, but also as a writer. And don't forget to subscribe to Dreams and Bones on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. 
Just search and subscribe to any of these apps on your phone and you will be notified each Friday when another episode of Dreams and Bones has been published.